Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm glad that you've come back today as we are going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 again today. Uh, yesterday, we were able to get down through verse 9, and so we'll pick up in verse 10 and finish out this chapter here today. Uh, but if you remember what we've been looking at the past couple of days within this chapter, Paul, of course, is talking about meat that is is offered to idols and basically how we are to uh, interact with one another, how we are to treat one another and behave ourselves in relation to these matters of opinion or scruples as they're often called. And as he's been talking about these things, he of course has been making, especially in the first eight verses, was making that point that of course an idol is nothing and so whether you eat meat offered to an idol or you don't, it really doesn't make a difference. But then in verse 9, and I know we hit on this at the end of yesterday's session, but it leads into what he talks about for the rest of the chapter. He says, But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols? So again, Paul talking about in the first part of this chapter how Idols are nothing. Eating meat offered to idols is nothing, of course. I know we've looked at that. But now he is reminding us and giving us this exhortation that we need to be mindful of how we behave in these situations. Where if a certain thing offends my brother or my sister, it offends their conscience, or as he describes in, in verse 10, it would embolden them to do something that offends their own conscience, he says, to no longer do those things. And in fact, I know we've referenced this a few times as we've been studying this, but Romans chapter 14 is one of the other passages where Paul talks about this. And as he says there, I'll start reading in verse 13. He says, Therefore let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. But it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. I think what he says there right at the, the kind of middle part of, of verse 15 is really the key. Walking in love towards our brethren in these situations. And as Paul is saying here, yes, it might be your right, as he says in verse 9, it might be your right to do this or that. But that doesn't mean that it's going to build your brethren up. Going back to what he talked about, I believe it was in uh, chapter 6, that though he could do anything. In fact, let me just turn over there and read it. Chapter 6, in verse 12, he says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Paul had this mindset and this attitude towards these situations where if it didn't help someone, if it did not build them up, then he was not going to do it. In fact, if it was to tear them down, he certainly uh, was not going to do it. And as he's making this point, he again reiterates there in verse 9 that if we go out using this example and we do something that might perhaps be our right to do, uh, but then the one who has that consciousness towards that thing, as he's describing in verse 10, sees us, he says, will he not be encouraged if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols? And so, verse 11, by your knowledge, this weak person is destroyed, 
the brother for whom Christ died. Thus sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. I think this is something that a lot of times we don't always focus on, don't always think about, because when we just, I guess it's just part of our human nature, when we get into the realm of opinions, we always try to to, to win everybody over to our opinion, to win everybody over to our side of, of thinking, regardless of what it may be, whether it's scriptural things or whether it's secular things, whatever it is, we always try to win, try to win people over to our our way of thinking. But as Paul is saying here, especially in these situations where it is a matter of conscience for someone, if we cause them to do something that offends their conscience, then we are sinning not only against that brother, but also, as he says in verse 12, we sin against Christ. I'm reminded of, of passages such as uh, Matthew chapter 25 and verse 40, where, of course, in the, in the context of that passage, Christ is uh, giving us that description of what the day of judgment is going to be like. And, of course, at the beginning of the passage, he says, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was naked and you clothed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was uh, sick or in prison and you visited me. And he says that those that are on his right hand, they'll say, Lord, when did we see you in all of these conditions and help you? And Christ, of course, replies to them in verse 40, that as much as we did it to one of the least of these, he says, you did it to me. I'm also reminded of, of Paul there in Acts chapter 9, and I believe it's verse 4. Whenever he was on the road to Damascus to arrest those Christians and to throw them in prison and to do whatever else to them, Christ appeared to him, and if you remember, what did he say? He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now, obviously, Paul was not persecuting literally Christ. Christ had ascended to heaven already. He was no longer on earth at that point, but... Paul was persecuting the church. Paul was persecuting the body of Christ, and because of that, he was persecuting Christ himself. And so when we think about these situations, and when we have to deal with these situations, we really need to be careful. We really need to make sure that what we're doing is, is first of all, not offending the conscience of our brothers or sisters, but also we need to make sure that what we are doing is not going to cause them to offend their own conscience. Because as he is describing here, when we do, we sin against that brother and we sin against Christ himself. And his conclusion there in, in verse 13, he says, Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. I think that this is such a great attitude for us to have. Now, of course, he's talking about meat offered to idols, but we could apply this to any, any plethora of situations where there is this divide of, of conscience where perhaps some people realize that, that one thing is not, not necessarily wrong, but other people perhaps aren't of that opinion. They, they feel as though it is wrong. And as Paul pointed out in Romans 14, if, if it is something that offends our conscience, then for us it, it would be wrong for us to engage in those things. But the attitude that Paul has is not an attitude that is centered around himself. It is not an attitude where he is trying to win people over to his opinion and to his viewpoint. His attitude is that 
whatever he has to sacrifice, whatever liberties, whatever freedoms he has to give up, if it means that it's going to help his brethren, he's going to do it. And I think that that, again, is such a great attitude for us to have in, in really any aspect of our life, in any situation like this where it is a matter of opinion, but especially in situations where it is a matter of conscience. To always have uh, the interest of our brethren at heart and not what we want, not how we wish things to be, not how we think it should go or anything like that, but to have the conscience and the heart and the opinions of our brethren uh, first and foremost in our minds whenever we're making these decisions and we're having to deal with these things such as, as Paul was doing there in verse 13. Uh, but that's the, the end of, of 1 Corinthians chapter 8. I thank you for tuning in and I hope that you'll come back uh, next week where we will begin uh, chapter 9. But thank you so much for your time and for your attention.